the Giants began the season 0-2, while the Saints were 0-3. Both have only lost once since. This Sunday, they go head-to-head at the Superdome. Touchdown! Coverage begins at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. One day I understand. One day, go see the baby be born and come back. You're a Major League Baseball player. Did I not tell you? Yes, you did. Oh, see, don't answer. I, this are, these are all rhetorical questions because you know I told you and you know I'm not. Analytics don't work, work at all. It's it just a crap to some people who were really smart made up to try to get in the game because they had no talent. This kid is a gamer. He's a follower. He's a playmaker and a shot caller. In case you didn't know, I got T-Bow. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win. Hello and welcome to Hot Takedown, 538's podcast about the week in sports and areas. But this is a time-traveling... It's a very special hot edition of Hot Takedown. That voice you heard was Neil Payne, sports writer for 538. Hi, Neil. Hey, Chad. And across the table from me, despite the time travel, is Kate Fagan, ESPNW columnist. Hi, Kate. Hi, Chad. So, guys, we're on vacation. I'm wow. not sure that's clear. We are not actually here right now. Right. <laughs> we're here, but we're not here. I should say, Kate and I are on vacation. Neil, I'm you in are, Cabo. You're in Cabo. I'm in Cabo. Nice. I'm in Amsterdam. I live at the office, so it really works out for me. That's a kind of vacation, right? Yeah. It's, so, it's so peaceful here. You do what you it's love. Quite a okay? staycation. Yeah. Um, so because we're on vacation, we're bringing you a special edition of Hot Takedown because we won't all be in the office, but you still need some hot takedown in your life, listener. And so we're going to do a special thing. Have I said special enough at this point? We're going to do a special special thing. It's very special. It's our first time. It's an afternoon special Mm -hmm. version. It's our first time doing a tape delayed podcast, and it's something that we're calling, drumroll please, Stat School. Otherwise known as Neil explains sabermetrics to Kate and I. So this is going to be something that we may do on a recurring basis where we sort of go through advanced stats and, and... talk about how they came to be and and what they have to tell us about the world and neil as our resident stat man is gonna explain this to us neil are you prepared for that burden i'm wearing a cape right now it <laughs> says stat man on it so is that like a, is that a po- like a popular superhero though do you think no he's actually the least popular okay so yeah now, someday it'll be a movie neil are you going to talk down to us as as you explain i love when men explain things to me so this yeah. is going to be a special <laughs> event yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do mansplaining. <laughs> I'm gonna do nerd explaining. Okay, that I can get on board with. So this week we're gonna talk about how to evaluate batters in baseball. It's the thick of the baseball season. We figure it's time, and so what we're gonna do is sort of go up in complexity through three different statistics, all about batter evaluation. And we're gonna start with batting average. Then we're gonna move on to OPS on base plus slugging. We will explain perhaps why there isn't a B in the acronym for OPS. Um, And then we're going to go to WRC plus. Neil, do you want to just tell me what that stands for one more time? Uh, Weighted runs created plus. Okay, excellent. And so we're going to use this guy, Nolan Arenado, the uh, Colorado Rockies player, as our sort of mule to take us through this whole process. (laughs) We are on the back of Mr. Arenado. Or Nolan. Well, we're light people. Come on. He has the fate of a franchise on his back. We're nothing compared to And he's to in the Colorado. light air of Colorado. So. Exactly. Exactly. Neil, just give me the lowdown on batting average. Perhaps one of the more basic of things in baseball. 
Yeah, so batting average is just hits divided by at-bats. And at-bats uh, is kind of a convoluted uh, idea of you know, what constitutes an at-bat, and it changed over the years uh, with regard to at least batting average. Um, but right now, and as it's been the case for more than 100 years, uh, when you come up to the plate and uh, you don't walk, you don't get hit by a pitch, uh, you don't get a sacrifice fly or uh, lay down a bunt, or you're not awarded first base due to some kind of interference, uh, and, and there are some other minor things about like the inning ending when someone gets thrown out and, and you're still at the plate, uh, you get an at-bat for that. Uh, and so it's trying to take into account, I think, the original intent of having those rules about walks not counting as at-bats is this idea that your job as a batter is to get a hit at the plate, and if the pitcher didn't throw it over the plate uh, and give you a chance to get a hit, then you shouldn't. It should not count in your favor, but it also shouldn't count uh, against you. Uh, and and you know, hits divided by at bats really gives you that purity of theoretically the pitcher was throwing it. You had the chance to get a hit. Did you get a hit? And and it measures the probability of getting a hit under those circumstances. Okay, so. Basically, it's eliminated every at-bat in which your intention... Every plate appearance. Plate appearance, excuse me. In which your intention was to try and get a hit, right? Because it's taken out sacrifice fly. Well, you're still trying to get a hit when you walk. No, but when you're, but when you're when you're trying to sacrifice fly, your pure intention of just getting a hit, you're not just trying to slap a grounder through the middle. You are specifically trying to put the ball in the air. Maybe. I'm not saying it's positive. I'm not saying I 100 percent agree with it. But they've, they've, there's at least this rudimentary but, idea of whenever it's not a pure plate appearance, where you're specifically only going. For one thing and a hit, and there's no other variable in the mix. But intention's impossible for us to divine because if but they've I done that, no, no, no. But but they don't know what what the batter's intending to do. They just if this is all retro retroactive, so they're classifying something as an at bat versus a plate appearance after the batter has come up. So the batter could be trying to get a single and win the game, but might end up uh, because there's a runner on second and third. But he might end up just doing a sacrifice fly, and the runner from third only scores and he ties the game. But in in that doesn't matter for the scorekeeping. It's just about the outcome. Yeah, I think there's the idea that you should get you you shouldn't get uh, some kind of debit against you if you did something that was positive, even if you weren't trying to get even if it's not a hit or you weren't trying to get a hit. Uh, for instance, like trying to lay down a bunt, you do kind of know the intention, and I think they wanted to see the bunt as this admirable thing. It's called a sacrifice, uh, and so you shouldn't have your batting average affected by that. And it's also important to know that batting average is a statistic in cricket which was sort of um, you know it, rounders also played a role but cricket is one of the prototypes of what turned into baseball and it's sort of the most important batting stat in cricket and I think they wanted to carry that over into baseball and and have this idea that you know it should be a pure metric of, of hitting and hitting is all that matters and getting hits and, and, and that's how you help your team win. Are there any results of plate appearances that some analysts statisticians feel like should not count as an at-bat that that currently don't? No, I, I mean, I don't think so because the idea of uh, an at-bat versus a plate appearance is something I think we're going to talk about later, that as the years went on, people sort of thought, well, these are kind of arbitrary designations that you're making this distinction. And, you know, theoretically, you should be trying to get on base every single time that you come up, whether you get a hit or not. And, and that kind of leads us to um, some of the things we'll talk about later in the show. So much foreshadowing. I know. 
Okay, so to review, to recap, <laughs> the very basic stat here, which I think... I, I still have a hundred no, no, more questions. No, exactly. Fine. No, no, because I think the thing about baseball is that you end up enmeshed in all these weird arbitrary rules that have like a century's worth of momentum to them. And so, it, as we talked about, it's arbitrary. And so it, it, it seems as though it doesn't make sense when you actually explain it and, and break it down, but it's just the way it is, which is sort of baseball's greatest... Right. Uh, advantage is it can just say it's the way it's been done. Right. So that's Whenever that's done. the argument, I'm wary, but okay. <laughs> right. Well, and I think, though, that as we move on through the stats, we'll see basically that sabermetricians and, and stats people have tried to get around the limitations of batting average, for example, um, as as time's gone on. Is that right, that's, Neil? That's correct, yeah. Before we move on to the other more complex metrics, let's talk about Mr. Arenado, Nolan. Neil, how is Nolan Arenado at batting average uh he's pretty good he has a 292 average uh right now and it's worth saying like we kind of joked earlier that the air is thinner in colorado it it is actually easier to get hits at coors field which is where the rockies play uh and so 292 under those circumstances it, it already ranks what is it chad 36th in the majors uh right now his average That's exactly right Neil. um off the top of my head, I knew that somehow. Um, and, and I did too. <laughs> and uh, that might even, you could say that that's sort of not as high as it should be, uh, given his park effects that happen. Interestingly, in- though, his batting average, his splits home and away, mm-hmm. you know, about to, to prove You're going to you wrong, blow my mind. Really one of my favorite things to do. Uh, he is batting basically even at home and away, 287 at home, 298 at away. So a little better away from the thin Okay. No. Is 300 still, like, I've always thought of that as the marker of, like, a really, really good hitter. So whenever I even see anybody below, I, I get, like, 292 is really good. But is, is 300 still the marker that you, you have in your head as, like, a really good hitter? Yeah, that's still kind of the gold standard that uh, you're shooting for. And the average is around, like, it used to be around 270. And uh, we've had a lot of strikeouts in baseball recently, and those tend to suppress batting average because a strikeout counts against your at bats and of course you can't get a hit when when you strike out uh and so it's dropped down to in the 250s uh recently as far as the average goes so you know if you're the famous mendoza line which we sort of have to talk about if we're going to talk about uh uh, batting average is 200 and it was named after mario mendoza uh, and it kind of represents this line that uh, if you drop below it, you probably shouldn't be playing Major League Baseball or, you know, maybe you're a great fielder or something. But it also sort of presaged the idea of the replacement level uh, that that sabermetricians would eventually sort of embrace is this idea of there's a, a hard line, you know, a bright line that you can't drop below or else you can be replaced by someone else, uh, preferably a, a prospect or some kind of minor leaguer. Okay, so I know there are a lot of extra questions still on batting average. I'm baffled still, but well, let's move on. No, okay. I'm kidding. Okay, we, we, can have, good, we can have extra credit. The nerdsplaining was amazing. Okay, and you didn't feel... Nerdsplaining, I didn't it, feel condescended to. Great, excellent. I I, nor did I, Neil. Okay. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, and so baseball is funny with batting average and with, with lots of things. Things are just said to be the way that they are in baseball, and that's baseball's sort of greatest... Um, uh, excuse at all times. Well, this is the way we've been, we've been doing it for a century, and so of course, bat, uh, at bats uh, don't include walks and hit by pitch, but um, but plate appearances do. Yeah, and I think there's almost like. Uh 
something admirable about it. Like they had a, a, a sense of fairness to it, or at least in their minds, they thought they were trying to be fair to people by, you know, well, if you got walked, you didn't have an opportunity to get a hit. So we really shouldn't count that against you. And there was actually a time in which uh, walks counted toward your batting average uh, in the in the 19th century. So they experimented a lot uh, in the early days with what even constituted batting average. And, and it was all with this idea of fairness. And uh, you're I should mention your namesake, Chad, uh, Henry Chadwick. Uh, uh, my parents were a big course, fans of Henry. Big yeah. fans of, Who isn't, though, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, pretty much invented the box score uh, and was one of the people that most shaped the way that stats are in baseball back in the 1800s. And he was British, and he had uh, a background in cricket. And so that is where you kind of come up with a lot of the things that they have. And cricket, you know, runs per out is something. And so he wanted to look for whatever the ratio equivalent of that is in, in, in baseball. And in his mind, it was hits per opportunity to get a hit. And then they kind of fiddled with what that actually So you're meant. saying that we should blame an inferior at-bat definition on the British. That's what that, you're it's a colonial thing. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Right? All right. We didn't just we learned history too here. It's amazing. Stat school, history school, it's, it's all wrapped up into one. Uh, okay, so now before we continue on in complexity because there are still two stats left two stat lessons left to come in mm. this episode of Stat School. Let's go to a word from our sponsor, which as always is SeatGeek, the smartest way for fans to save money on sports tickets. Neil, we're on vacation as as previously mentioned. What are you going to do on Tuesday afternoon while you're stuck here and the rest of us are are gallivanting around? Uh, I guess watch baseball on TV, which is not a preferable to the alternative, which is I could be at the game. Look at that, Neil. What a good alley-oop you just picked up. Because, Neil, you're right. You could be at the game and you could buy tickets using SeatGeek and its special fancy algorithm called DealScore, where it takes into all sorts of data about the event and about where the market's moving it so you can know whether or not you're getting ripped off. A much better algorithm than batting average. Ooh, that's good. And so, Neil, all you have to do to use SeatGeek is use our promo code, TAKEDOWN. What are you going to get for that promo code, Neil? It's TAKEDOWN. Yes, it is TAKEDOWN. What are you going to get for TAKEDOWN, 20%. 20%. guys. Do you not listen to me when I read these ads? Unbelievable. $20 off. You can get a rebate. All you have to do is put promo code TAKEDOWN into the SeatGeek app. I think, I think Neil, that you are ready for your SeatGeek experience while we're on vacation. Okay. All You've right. changed my mind. I'm going to leave the cave of the office. You're going to wear your cape, your stat cape, stat man cape to the to I the always wear that to baseball games. Oh, okay. Not if you want friends. Don't wear the cape. All right. So that's promo code TAKEDOWN on SeatGeek. Your ticket to sports this summer. And Neil's. Okay, let's move on to the next level of complexity. We've graduated the Is this basic. Like algebra two, or am I in like honors now? What are we in? We were in remedial oh. batter evaluation. Now we're in algebra. I would say we're going to get to that AP calculus. You got a okay. certificate, both of you, that uh, verifies that you've passed. Is it signed by Statman? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Of course. <laughs> uh, okay, so we talked about batting average. We talked about how it has all sorts of arbitrary stuff thrown into it. It's now time to talk about OPS. Neil, talk to me about OPS. Uh, so OPS stands for on-base plus slugging 
percentage. Neil, that's not an accurate acronym. It's, for it's not. It it's not super great. I, I don't know what they were thinking when they went with that. I think simplicity, maybe they. You know, average is always sort of abbreviated AVG. So I think they wanted to keep that, like uh, you know, three letter acronym thing. But uh, I'll be honest, it's it's not super ideal. Okay. So acronym aside. What do we think about OPS? What is OPS before we get to the quality? So uh, it really is what the the extended name of it is. You take on-base percentage, and it's worth talking about what that is, but you add it to slugging percentage. And on-base percentage is like a better version of batting average. Like before when we talked about what constant, you know, when you did batting average, you had to make all of these arbitrary decisions about what constituted an at bat uh, and, uh, you know, try to parse out like, is it fair to count a walk against a guy? Well, no, it's not fair. He didn't have a chance. So you shouldn't count that. And that doesn't count toward average on base percentage doesn't really, you know, care about hits necessarily. It says hits are great, but you can also get on base a lot of other ways. You can get on base by walking. You can get on base by being hit by a pitch. You can get on base, you know, in a variety so of different ways. So it brings in the plate appearances that were being ignored in that case. Exactly, yeah. It's just a ratio of, you know, times at the plate, like you were talking about earlier, Kate, like literal times that you stood there uh, and faced the pitcher. And, and as a percentage of that, how many times did you get on base? And, you know, you can... Uh, it's it's a better way because it rewards plate patience and and well, that was about success. It's about yeah, it's about success. Positive outcome. That's right. And it seems to reward some more nuanced skills like speed and hustle and right because I mean on base percentage too is like if you hit if you run out a ground ball and you get on you get you get the credit for that. You would get that anyway though. Well, you would get because it wouldn't if, be a, hit, a though. hit if they considered it a hit. Uh, and and otherwise, you know, you could get it for a reached on error or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it, and it really gives like there was this mentality that the only good thing you could do and the only thing you should be trying to do is getting a hit when you're at the plate. But uh, getting a walk, you know, there's that old phrase, a walk is as good as a hit. It's not totally true but it's mostly true and 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 it's a way that you can help the team and and it really reflects that at its core the clock of baseball is the number of outs that uh you're consuming as a team and once you get to 27 uh if you've played nine innings that's it the game is over you don't have any more chances to score so a player one of the best thing a player can do is sort of put off that clock by not using up outs so like the more that when you come to the plate you don't get your team one out closer to losing the game you've done something right and we should say before we move on to slugging that the whole moneyball revolution that we that we talk about in sports a lot if you actually read moneyball a lot of that book is just about on base percentage and about billy bean choosing players who had high on base percentage even if they weren't great hitters because the idea was essentially that if they got on base that was still better than a, um, a hitter who didn't get on base aside from their their hits. Is it just a weird sort of movie narrative, having seen that movie with Brad Pitt, to think that there was a, a hustle factor in, in these guys or there was this sort of like scrappiness to the Oakland Athletics and what it meant if you were a guy who got on base a lot? It's almost kind of the equivalent in basketball when you like – to do the intangibles. That's how I've always thought of it in my mind, but maybe that's not true. Well, I think, yeah, if you looked at the way that people perceive baseball players before Bill James uh, started writing about baseball and analyzing it and, and Pete Palmer uh, in the 80s, the, that batting average was really like 
considered the stat or one of the three stats with uh, runs batted in and home runs that you would judge someone on. So if, if you were potentially really good at drawing walks but you didn't hit for a high average – uh, people wouldn't pay you as much. They wouldn't want you on their team. They would, you know, kind of think that you were hurting the team when, in fact, the whole time you were actually helping the team by not making outs. So uh, I think there is something to that where it's like underlooked uh, attribute of a player and sort of makes you, uh, you know, once it, before people appreciated it fully, uh, they were undervalued. Okay, so that's just OBP, which <laughs> is only half OBP. of OPS, <laughs> the right. poorly named, uh, poorly acronymized uh, stat. Then we have slugging, right. which is what? So slugging is something called total bases uh, mm. divided by at bat. So once again, TP we're divided by BA, the AB. Uh, once once again yeah you see at bats coming up again uh and and in this case you're dividing by total bases which is another kind of convoluted arbitrary stat where uh you look at a player's hits and under batting average you're counting every hit the same you hit a home run you get a single they both count as one hit a piece but for slugging and, and total bases you're saying well you got four bases on the home run because you went around the bases whereas when you hit the single you only get one so uh, the home run should be worth four times as much clearly uh, and so that's the basis of slugging is you know you get one for a single two for a double three for a triple and four for a home run divide the the that weighted sum by your at bats and that's theoretically when you were hitting the number of bases you produced per time that you had a chance to hit. So again, it brings in this, these arbitrary distinctions of, well, when you were walked, you didn't get the chance to hit and, and all the things we talked about with batting average, but at least it's making some kind of distinction where not all hits are created equal. And what's the history of slugging? When was it first sort of come into popular use? I think it was the early 1900s, and uh, I don't know if it was officially adopted at first. Uh, it takes a while for Major League Baseball to officially sort of track Tradition, any yeah. of these stats. Yeah. Um, but I think also there's something somewhat intuitive about it where you think, oh, yeah, bases. Yeah, that makes sense. Your Your job is to try to you know, go around the bases. So we should just give you credit for these bases that you've gotten. And, and then, you know, go into those discussions about what the um, denominator should be. Should it be plate appearances or, or at-bats? Importantly, the at-bats are still part of this equation, this OPS equation, which I think is something to keep in mind, that even though we're now moving up in complexity and theoretically up in, in the accuracy of these, of these evaluation metrics, we're still basing them on some of these arbitrary uh, definitions that we weren't super happy with in, in the last um, right. So at bats is still being affected by whether you walked or whether you had a sack fly. Or well, whether right. You, so so, okay, if so you it's walk, not by plate appearances. Right. But importantly, by combining OBP on base percentage with slugging, which is based on at bats, mm -hmm. you're getting both of the definitions essentially of what one can do at a plate because a walk counts for on base mm -hmm. even if it's not factoring into slugging. Is that right, Neil? Yeah, uh, and, and that's kind of the concept of, well, what do you want to do as an offense? Uh, you want to get guys on base, and then you want to drive them in, and on-base percentage captures how good you are at the first thing, and slugging does a pretty good job of capturing how good you are at the second thing. Uh, and so, as it turns out, when you add on-base and slugging together and you make OPS, which uh, I mentioned him earlier, Pete Palmer, um, who's one of the great all-time legends of uh, Sabermetrics, he kind of figured this out, that it 
it correlates really well with how many runs a team scores uh, in a season. So if you knew what a team's OPS was, you don't really even need to know their batting average. Batting average is actually kind of obscuring things for you if you know what the two you know more important rate stats for them are. Uh, and you can predict pretty effectively even now what, how many runs a team's going to score just by knowing what their on-base and slugging percentage is. Okay, are. so before we get to our mule, he's standing off in, in, in the field over there. He's anxious, though. He wants to join the combo. Absolutely. But I want to talk real quick about who uses OPS. Because batting average, everybody uses. It's in every box score, for example. It's my dad can tell you players' batting averages from when he was growing up, whatever else. OPS, is it something that has entered common conversation, do we feel at this point? Yeah, I think it really has. Uh, I mean, you're seeing it on the backs of baseball cards uh, and have for the past you know, few years, if not like a decade. Uh, so I think it is pretty accessible to people and they kind of know the standards of it now. Uh, the irony is that a lot, most of the hardcore, you know, statisticians have moved past OPS. Don't jump ahead in this. Uh, this I stats don't want to step ahead. Yeah, step you ahead don't have your much. certificate. Well, we don't have our certificate. Yet, yeah. Neil. But uh, yeah, OPS is something that you'll see on broadcasts uh, and, and you'll see at ballparks sometimes flashed up on the on the board uh, and as it's never in lieu of batting average but I think you'll see it alongside batting average and that also speaks a lot to how far stats have come in the, in the consciousness of the everyday fan okay so let's go to Arenado our mule so we can help fully cement the lessons that we've learned here all right so Arenado to recap had a 292 batting average about 29% of the time, he gets a hit in his at-bats. That was 36th in the league. Neil, how is Mr. Arenado's OPS? So his OPS uh, as of you know last night's games is... Uh, in this tra- time-traveling universe. In this time-traveling universe uh, is, is 9.52. And to give you a sense of just what the standards are for OPS uh, you know, compared to other things, we mentioned that batting average... Around about 260 is average. You're shooting for a, a 300 average as the mark of like a That's truly average, right. great hitter. Uh, in OPS, a thousand is like the best you could get. It would be like above a 300, like a 320 batting average or better would be like a thousand OPS. And you used to see this a lot in the early 2000s, and you don't quite see it as much uh, recently. Uh, but anything above, you know, 800, 850, that's really good uh, and the average is around like 700 to 750 and if you're underneath 600 then you're, you're not doing too hot i think the, the tough thing for the casual fan here at least for me is that i can't just intrinsically hear the number and place it in a context mm-hmm. like i can with a lot of the baseball statistics and that's why it's hard for me to use these is because like you said 952 and i was like i have no clue whatsoever where that lands and it, it, it'll take a while right I'm assuming 20 years it reminds now. me in some ways of what you talk about with women's sports a lot Kate which is that we won't be able to talk about women's sports until the narrative sort of like uh, enable us to know the storylines and then we'll be more familiar with the player names whatever else here the more we use OPS to talk mm-hmm. about players that we know well the better context we'll have around whether players good or bad within that right. scale because even though it maybe it's an inferior statistic batting average I always kind of go back to it because I feel educated about it at the very least I'm not saying something uneducated even if there's something more interesting down the road that is a correlation to women's sports because a lot of times people will say like well I know this one storyline so I'm going to stick to it and these are tricky and I don't know how to talk about them 
And that's why in the 90s, you used to see people like Baseball Prospectus, who our esteemed uh, editor-in-chief Nate Silver used to write for, uh, they had stats that were like OPS, but they were converted to the same scale as Mm -hmm. batting average. Mm -hmm. And so it it was even, even in the advancement of the stat, you sort of had this nod, this tip of the cap to the previous generation to make it more accessible uh, by putting it on a familiar scale that I think would probably help people even now, like you talked about, Kate. I want to grow, though. You know, I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part that's of the future. In, that's why you're in stat school. That's why adult, I enrolled learning, in actually. stat school. So, okay, so Arenado is 9.52 for his OPS. Where does and where does he rank within the league? Let's remember that for batting average, he ranked 36. So where does he rank with OPS? So he ranks seventh. So that's much better. Yes. And one of the reasons is, in fact, probably the biggest reason is that his slugging is really high. It's 627 right now. And if you have a slugging over 600, you're doing awesome. So so are players like him sort of big boppers, the ones who are specially helped by OPS versus batting average? Yeah, I think those guys are going to get a boost because, like we said, under average, all hits are being created equal, and you're treating a home run like it's a single. But in the case of slugging, you're getting the the due credit for doing you know hits that help your team more. And when it gets added to your on base percentage, it better reflects how you're actually doing. Okay, and Kate, are you feeling good about OPS? Yeah, I can you, rock. Are, I can rock some OPS. Yeah. Now. Are you ready to take the final course and and see? Yes. Or, or I'd rather get our grades from from professors. I want first. I want my stamp certificate. On this level, okay, and then and then we'll take the final. And You're then, right. Yep. I was rushing things. Mm-hmm. Neil, are you going to award us our certificates? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you'll have to frame them yourself, though. No, okay. Statman oh. doesn't give us frames. I know that's uh, this course was expensive. What yeah, kind of budget no do you think we and have now here? And he has a At cape least buy and everything. Target or something, man. Return the, Look, cape, the cape and buy some frames. The cape is very expensive. Okay. I spent the frame money on the cape. <laughs> <laughs> so OPS, we are we are certified in OPS. That's correct. Now comes something that, Neil, <laughs> before I took this job at 538, it's possible I had seen written but never spoken out loud, had no idea what it is. It's still possible I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've heard it spoken out loud. So you're saying this is a, the world premiere of this acronym. I don't Not, know. Or, 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 I don't it's like Latin. Know. I have no, no one actually idea speaks it, but you just this. see it. Yeah. Okay. So the letters are W, R, C, and then the plus sign. Oh, that's when you know. That's when you know. Work, work plus? Work, work plus? Yeah, I don't know if there's any twerk. acceptable way to say it. Twerk. We could bring in Miley Cyrus and see if she could explain. Make it accessible. All right, yeah. so WRC plus, Neil, what does the W stand for? What does the R stand for? What does C stand for? And then, God bless you, what does the plus stand for? So that stands for Weighted Runs Created plus. Uh, <laughs> oh, the plus. Plus. You know, plus. It's really, uh, yeah, the plus just stands alone. Um, but... Uh, that what that stands for or what that means is it goes beyond OPS and there's a there's a stat called OPS plus which you may have seen so you're on saying baseball we took reference the remedial OPS certification course yeah we talked about so there's uh, actually a course in between these two courses <laughs> we skipped, it. We skipped, we skipped it. it you guys were so that's good, how good yeah yeah that you skipped it but OPS plus uh, and and that's sort of where the weighted runs created plus uh, part comes from that plus on the end is it means that it's adjusted for park and league. So, for instance, a thousand, I had mentioned this, a thousand OPS. That was not commonplace, but it, you saw it more in the heyday of the 
performance enhancing drug era of like 2000 when run scoring was super high in Major League Baseball, you would see guys get a thousand OPS a lot more than you see it now. Uh, and so you have to take into account the environment in which uh, these stats were you know, produced. And one of the things that they do is they just compare it to whatever the league average. If it was 20% easier to get uh, an OPS of a certain amount in you know, 2000 than it is in 2015, then you get docked if you're comparing between the two years. So and Mark McGuire, for example, had OPSs well above 1,000 when he was doing, doing his crazy steroid-fueled home run binge. Mm-hmm. But you're saying... <laughs> That you don't have steroid, crazy steroid fueled the picture that conjured <laughs> in my mind. So McGuire, you're saying theoretically would be docked by WRC plus because it would take the era that he played in. So it's like an asterisk. The plus should be an asterisk. The plus is a little bit of an asterisk. It, yeah. it just moved yeah. down and twisted, uh-huh. and take a few lines are taken uh-huh. out of the asterisk. Yeah, is that right, Neil? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, McGuire was great even relative to the mm-hmm. to the era that he played in terms of just hitting. Um, uh, not, you know, we won't get into the steroid debate that we had the last ethical week. Ethical debate. That's right. Last week, Neil. There is no time. Time is a flat circle for this podcast. Weeks okay? ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it tries to put everyone on a on a level playing field compared to you know just across eras because it was easier to do things. And if you're hitting in you know 1968 or something in the in the American League. Your OPS is not going to compare. Like even you drop down Barry Bonds in there, it's not going to compare to some of the guys from the 2000s. So it, it's fair that it's kind of a circles back and creates like a new sense of fairness. Much like time circles back mm-hmm. on itself. So okay, so that's the plus, well, especially part of it. There's yeah, another part to talk Ooh. about with plus is that it's adjusted for park effects in addition to the league average. So. You know, a long time ago, people knew that there were hitters' parks and pitchers' parks, uh, and it's easier to put up offensive stats in a hitters' park, obviously. Uh, and so they and found that's because a way. The, the fences might be closer, or maybe the winds blow a certain way yeah, in the park just out like, towards the outfield. Yeah, baseball. It's not like basketball in which the 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 dimensions are the same in every arena, and it's always indoors, and it's always played theoretically at the same temperature, and, and all of these things. You have real changes that take place between parks, and they make a difference to players' stats. So a long time ago, people realized that they could look at things like, oh, well, if we have a team that usually scores this number of runs, and when they play at this team's park, they you know, run scoring goes down by 5%, then it's pretty safe to say that the park is causing these changes, especially if you don't just look at the home team, but you also look at the road team and you've, you know, looked at every team that passes through this right. park and, and what over, their stats over do. Over 100 years. Over, so. yeah, ma- many years. And that's I mean, where baseball's history to, helps in some that's way. Right. As opposed that's right. That's where we don't frown upon that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and it takes years to stabilize this. Like, for instance, some years you'll have, you know, for no reason, apparently uh, a a park will appear to be really like a hitter's park but then it'll go back down the next year and so they try to smooth it out by looking at like you know three years worth of of effects so you you combine that three-year park factor with the league average and put them together and you get the plus part of weighted run okay so that's the plus but i get the plus okay cool great we're, yeah. we're, we're set cool, on right? the suffix, yeah. but it's there's cool. that main part still to go. I think it might be easier to explain the WRC, the weighted mm-hmm. runs created part, if we give our mules mm. WRC, because it looks totally different than what we've been looking at, which have been rate stats, right? So his 
batting average was 292, was .292 out of a thousand, out of a thousand, which would be a perfect batting. His OPS was .952. That's a little funnier about what it's out of because of the total base thing. But WRC plus, if I'm looking at this correctly, Neil, there's no decimal point involved in WRC plus. There's just big fat numbers. Yeah, it's scaled so that the league average in the average park would be 100. And you'll see this a lot. Like, it's not the only plus stat that's that's out there. And we talked about OPS plus. It's kind of the convention of these baseball stats that have that little plus after them to be scaled so that, you know, you can say 100 is average. And then you can look at, like, above or below that as, like, a percentage. So we talked about Arnato. He has a 137 weighted runs created plus And you're right saying now. the average for all... For players throughout time is 100. Yes. So he is 37 better. 37% better. Percent better than an average hitter. Right. Within the WRC universe or whatever. An average Major League Baseball hitter. Yes. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, but still, is that... So weighted runs. Is this about runs? Does that mean he's thirty seven like runs RBIs? better? Yeah. Like what what's the why is this in runs and not slugs or or, <laughs> or bases or, or yeah, or hits. Okay, so to talk about that you have to talk about what actually you know, where the weighted runs come from. And uh, there's a stat that we have to bring in called WOBA. It's weighted on base average. Woba. Perhaps Neil, the first stat that you ever said to me. I may have the one of the first here. days that yeah. we that that we were together. And all I could um, do is say WOBA. Was he wearing his cape that day? Oh, I don't know. I, we'll have to go back to the video. Yeah, which they keep around here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, weighted uh, runs created comes from WOBA, which is. Uh, uh, it's just kind of like how many runs did you generate per plate appearance, basically. And the way that they figure out how many... Sorry, can I pause you there? Oh, how many ahead. runs did you generate per plate appearance? We've, talk, right. we've talked about hits per bat. Mm-hmm. We've talked about success, essentially. How many times did you get on base per plate appearance? Mm-hmm. We've talked about total bases per bat. And now this is how many runs per plate appearance. Just get to the heart of the matter. Runs. Yeah, right. runs, runs, which is, is important. Scores, what wins uh, game. And it's worth saying that WOBA is scaled like we talked about those things that are scaled to look like batting average. WOBA, the stat, is scaled to look like on base percentage. So it's kind of a success rate, but giving you more weight for the successes that sort of helped the team more uh, in terms of slugging uh, and, and creating more runs. So it's... Uh, it looks like, and the league average is the same as on base percentage. Uh, and on base percentage is sort of that fundamental, like you said, Chad, success rate of baseball. Like, did you make something good happen for your team? You know, thirty-five percent of the time than your average because that's the league average on base percentage. And in this one, they they sort of tweak it so that well, if you hit a home run, you don't just get that one for one success; you get a little bit more credit. And the what that all comes from uh, to go back to Pete Palmer is uh, something called linear weights, mm. which uh, linear weights. Uh, shaking her head. I'm like that kid in class who's like <laughs> texting now on their phone. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's I, like I gave lot. up. You Wait, know? okay, but hold on. But before we get to Mr. Palmer, yeah, the there are there's a W in WOBA, and there's a W in WRC plus, and they both they both stand mean weighted. Weighted. Okay, and to review that weighted means that we're rewarding some things that go into them more than others. That is. Absolutely correct. Okay, so in this case, we're rewarding home runs, for example, more than we're rewarding walks for Woba. 
And in WRC Plus, probably something similar because a home run is worth more runs than a walk mm. per plate appearance. Yeah, uh, weighted runs created plus is uh, sort of just comparing WOBA of the player to the league average WOBA and doing the plus thing, saying like you're this much percent better than so the why league average. So, WOBA so plus. obviously, if you hit a grand slam, I you get four runs created. That's right. Not and if you hit a solo, true. you get one. Or if you hit a double and somebody's on second, but the grand slam is not reflected in. Woba nor WRC plus right. It's just a home run. It's just a home run, and the reason why is to try to make it as as context neutral as they can. So there are stats that do that that look at basically like how many runs does the team expect to score on average given the situation of like how many outs are there, how many men are there on base before you come to the plate, and then looks at the difference between that and what how many actually scored for the remainder of the inning based on you know what you did when you were at the plate, and it gives you credit. So if you hit a grand slam, you created more runs. It won't be four because already with the bases loaded, there was an expectation that you would score a decent number of runs. But this thing is called runs created. So if you're... Right. So, so why, if you've created runs with a grand slam, why are you not getting credit for them? Or does it mean runs created in your own, you know, like you scored a run yourself? So it's it's sort of like the first thing uh, of of giving you credit for the runs, but it's trying to kind of dampen the effect that your circumstances would have had. So if you come to the plate with the bases loaded, you didn't really have anything to do with that. That wasn't your. But you, you handed, know, handled the added pressure. Of see, batting this is with the where we kind of get yeah. into the clutch argument and <laughs> the stat that I talked about that actually looks at the change in the potential to score for your team based on what you did. That would be a stat that has clutch baked into it because it does look at the situation and say you delivered in this particular situation which is a more okay. important situation than the average situation so you deserve more credit for but that. But this one does not weight It does not. It just looks okay. at the average value of a home run in uh, sort of the average situation. So okay. if you're a player all you can really control is what you do when you're put in a situation, but you can't say, oh, I'm only going to come up with the bases loaded. Really, over time, uh, if you play enough, you, all of your situations will smooth out and you will be left with that average situation. And so that's what this is trying to do in Weighted Runs Created is it says, okay – uh, how many runs is a home run typically worth to the team if we ignore the actual you know, specifics of when all of your home runs were hit and just say, look, over time, you're going to come up under the average situation. What is and the average, home run by the way, the home average run situation. I believe 1. it's 7? like 1.4 runs. Okay. Um, and there, that factors in the grand slams right. and the three and home but runs. most are solo. Exactly, or, exactly. Or, yeah, it's weighted down, exactly. Right, and it comes up in proportion to the amount of solo home runs mm. versus grand slams versus three-run home runs versus everything that happened. And so that's kind of trying to take away all those contextual things okay. and, and give you the credit that if you don't really think clutch should play a role, the credit that you deserve. Uh, and, and it's important to note that it's not scaled to bases. So a home run is not worth four times as much as a single in this. It's only worth like two, value. Uh, a little bit more than two times as much because you know a single creates like point. 
five of a run, so a half a run. Because you might get someone in from third, or you yourself might end up scoring from first right. eventually when, when you're there. Okay. Yeah, and okay. so they developed these linear weights. Pete Palmer was the first one to do it by just simply looking at the average value of all of these things across all of Major League Baseball, all of these events. So how much, and, and you can do it with outs and, uh, also, and you can say how much does that sort of like pull the clock backward, you know, like mm-hmm. p- push you uh, toward losing and, and and walks have a run value, stolen bases have a run value. All these things have their own run value. And when you add them all up, you have an estimate of the number of runs that the player has created in a context neutral situation. And it's a he, want, he, he wants to keep teaching, even though. Uh-huh. The class has ended, and he just he loves teaching so much. He wants to keep going. That man, he's a born teacher. He just loves it. Okay, so to review, because we still have to get back to Arenado, we know what the W means. It means weighted. Certain things within the stat are worth more than other things. We just talked about the home runs versus the singles. We know what the R means. It means runs. It means that this stat is measuring what uh, the, the core material of what makes a baseball team win a game, which is runs, as opposed to what makes a player good. Then C created, easy enough, the plus park effects and era, uh, and adjusted for era. So, listeners, tell us how to pronounce work plus. Rack plus? Rack, rack, rack plus? Rock. And, but if it's rack? kind of an asterisk, you can yeah. just leave it. Yeah. Okay. So, listeners, tweet us, email us, etc. In this time travel universe, we'll remember <laughs> that we recorded this by the time you tweet. Um, let's get back to Arenado just to bring everything home. So, to, to recap... As we're down the home stretch, we're running from third to home here. We're in the, we're in the final kick. Arnado batting average 292 out of 1,000, 36th in the league. OPS 952 out of, is it 5,000 maybe, I guess, if you hit a home run every time? Yeah. Uh, it's not clear what the okay. denominator anyway, that is. Sorry. He's 36th in the league in batting average. He's seventh in the league in OPS. We know that he has 137 work plus. What, where does he rank within? the league with his work plus so that number only ranks 28th okay so he's he's good but not great in batting he's great in ops but he's good but not great in work plus or wrc plus can you give me like a 30 seconds about what that means do you average those if you want to talk about where his hitting lands you in all of major league baseball or does it just depend who you're talking to what they'll want to use well, uh, I mean, I think uh, the sabermetricians out there would say that you should use the most advanced number available. In that case, work it's plus. work plus or, work or plus. whatever we're calling it. Uh, but it's also kind of interesting to just look at him. One of the reasons that we picked him was because, you know, he looks better in OPS than he does in batting average because he has this crazy slugging percentage. But then when you make the adjustments to sort of smooth out, first of all, the run values so that they're not like the bases and, and a home run is four times as valuable as a, as a single, then you sort of smooth it out. And, and that happens even more when you think about the fact that he plays for the Rockies. And uh, the Rockies are currently, they have the highest park factor in baseball and they uh, inflate run scoring by 16% when you, when you play there. So his runs are worth Sixteen percent less there toward winning mm. baseball games than they would be at a neutral park because runs are, are plentiful. You know the the the, the, val- the average run scored there sort of makes less of a dent Whoa. on on whether you win or lose a game. Denver might hurt him in that area, but it has beautiful weather. That's correct. You know, sunshine. I think so like, you got to take a hit in your stats. Yeah, sunshine. I think it's life. like three fifty days a year. So there are other benefits. 
Kate, are you saying that your stats have hit when you were a college basketball player? Yes, because of the altitude, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and you got to adjust every time you go home. And then, so yeah, Yeah. but it was sunny, so I just weighed all of that. It's a different algorithm. And uh, just to bring it back to uh, the differences, uh, more differences or reasons for those for Arnato is that his on base percentage isn't really all that high relative to his slugging. A lot of his value is tied up in his slugging. And if you were to appropriately weight OPS, you wouldn't just add the two together and call it a day. It turns out that on-base percentage is worth just about twice as much, at, like one point of on-base percentage is worth twice as much as one point of slugging. Hmm. Because if you think about it, first of all, slugging is on a different scale. The, the league average values for that tend to be higher than for on-base percentage. And also, on-base percentage just seems to intrinsically help a team win more baseball games. Because if you think about it, if a team has a perfect slugging percentage, they, they'll hit a home run every time they have an at-bat, but they might have situations in which they make outs. The games will never end if they have a perfect slugging percentage. Well, if you, it's but truly, game. if you and have a perfect on-base percentage, <laughs> the game will never end because you never make an out. Ooh, all right. All there right. is some passion here. Okay, so let's let's just say, Neil, do we have the third certificate? I don't know. Have we, have I don't we, know if I have it. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, you, oh, yeah. That's the proctor examining. No, I, I uh, think... I think both of you guys did exemplary work I did. and you. you've graduated. It was, it was close there at the end. Good. I don't know. Okay. And I'll throw in a I frame. turned the corner at the last five minutes and I, I think I, I got That's it. That's right. That's right. So we know now batting average. We know now OPS. We know now we're plus. WRC plus. We just don't know how to pronounce we it. We just don't know how to pronounce it. Again, tell us how to pronounce it. I think this brings the first time the first time travel episode of Hot Takedown, the first full suite of lessons of stat school to a close. I think I learned something. Right? I definitely learned yeah. something. All right. I don't know how applic- applicable it is in my day-to-day life. but in I your might... weekly life, you're going to be right back here next week. You, you don't expect me to use these things now. I have to apply them? Okay, maybe. Okay. Maybe. And I so... might have this revoked, my, my stamp certificate. <laughs> so I think... You don't want to say these things in front of the professor. <laughs> so I think we're going to probably do this again. Stat School, listeners, tell us what we should talk about next. Should it be another baseball thing? Should it be about fielding or pitching? To save Kate, should it not be about baseball? Should it be about basketball? Should it be about basketball? Her eyes just lit up when she said the word basketball. She's in withdrawal. You should rate. So should it be about basketball? Should it be about football? With football season coming up soon, cricket, ultimate frisbee. You know, who knows? Who knows what other advanced stats that Neil can stat man, that stat man, excuse me, can educate us on. Um, guys, I think that was good. I think it was successful. Again, I'm really happy I liked to learn it. something. Good. Because that'll do it for this week's show, as I always say. Kate Fagan, thanks for, for joining us from Cabo. Thanks, Chad. Neil, thanks for joining us from the Seat Geek game that you bought tickets for. Thanks, Chad. I'm certainly happy to bring the show to our listeners from Europe. And uh, our podcast producer, as ever, he's also away. You didn't thank our mule. Do you want to thank our mule? Oh, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. He was a real trooper. He was a real that sport. was nice of him, Out I in thought. Denver, plying his trade. Yeah. yeah. But his soul is fulfilled, as, as Kate <laughs> explained earlier. Um, our podcast producer is Jody Avergan. He's also away this week. Um, our video producer is Ryan Nantel. We have production assistance from Jordan Shulkin. Our intern is Asta Chaturvedi. Once again, thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring the show. Remember to use the promo code TAKEDOWN when buying tickets on the SeatGeek app. Maybe you'll see Neil at the game. You can email us at contact at 538.com. We'd love to hear what you think about what we should do next for Stat School, how to pronounce Work Plus. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Downcast, all sorts of other apps. We're on iTunes. You can subscribe at itunes.com slash 538. 
be sure to review and rate the show. It helps others discover the program. Our theme song that you're listening to right now is by Mystery Mansion. As I said before, I'm Chadwick Matlin. Thanks for listening.